0: Hello, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) (laughs) because I can't think of anything
1: else to say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, sounds good.
2: welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I am your Dungeon Master, Paul, and I'm joined today, as usual, by my four friends.
0: Hey guys, it's Jeremy, I play Lork, Darkbolt. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Servants
1: Off The Wall. I'm Alan, and I play Jim. Hi, I'm Red, and I play Kellen. So how's everybody doing? Define
2: doing. I'm so excited. So uh, Jeremy and I just go back from Gen Con. Gym Con? Oh my gosh. Was Jim there? JimCon. Con? He wasn't. At JimCon. Con? We had hoped that Jim would come, but Jim did not come to JimCon. Con.
3: Unfortunately, Jim didn't have any of them vacation days.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, Jim yeah.
3: would have been there.
2: Yeah, maybe next year, right?
3: Maybe next year I'll have some vacation days.
4: It was Lork and the DM going solo. I was too poor.
2: That would be duos. We ran a couple of games. They went well. Oh
4: yeah. Wait, they let you do that?
2: Yeah, well, we signed up for it.
3: How how? It That's was
4: sounds awesome. Sounds dangerous. We had some really cool players show up.
2: We really did. Uh one character played a wizard named Barry Bobbins. Who?
4: Barry Bobbins.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
4: Oh my gosh, guys. He was a janitor from Vent Haven.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was something else. Uh it may or may not show up as a Easter egg NPC in the future. We'll see what happens.
4: Beautiful, beautiful. I was a fan of the. How tall was our gnome at one point? Our well, gnome halfling.
2: Bard. No, it was halfling, and he was. Oh, it was uh, halfling. It was like two foot ten. Two foot ten, something like that. Just under three feet tall.
4: Smallest D and D character I've ever seen.
0: Literally, you saw him. I saw him. He was it standing was on the table. I, yep. He seduced the dragon.
4: He seduced the dragon. What? Something like that. Yeah, I'm just saying there was there was legitimate. Elements of Manumi that have not been on this podcast that mm. those 12 or so people got to hear. Mm. It's it fun. was fun. pretty awesome.
0: And happy Hanukkah to you.
2: Yes. It was a good time. But today, we're going to get back into our regularly scheduled adventure.
0: Here we go. Oh, wow. We finally get to come back to our regularly scheduled program.
2: Exactly. You may have noticed that we are sitting right at episode 38 here.
0: Finale time. Question mark.
2: So before we get into all that, I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to roll this giant blue D20. Roll it. 14.
0: No. Wasn't it 14 like one of these episodes before this one?
2: Probably. Last time, our adventurers traveled deeper into the grove. At the beginning of the episode, Laric, Servants, and Guy were all inflicted with the madness of this plane. And in a moment of desperation, they decided it was time to crack the acorn gifted to them by Ovi, the guardian of the grove. This acorn brought forth a feast unlike anything they had ever seen. I mean, we was talking crab legs. It was delicious. You know, pecan pie, uh, sushi. <laughs> Barbecue pizza. Chicken fried rice, yum yum salt. I mean, it was everything, you know, all kinds of stuff. And after a time of eating, they were transported to a safe place inside Manumi. Not only did the acorn produce a legendary feast, but it also transported them to a safe place within the borders of the grove, the Mykonid village. In the village, Laric inquired about the tree to these mushroom people, who then took them to see their sovereign. After giving the sovereign his pendant of Atonia, the great being showed them the path to the tree. They're very close.
0: He showed us the way
2: but in another strange twist of events, the group traveling through the next area of the grove ran into a familiar face on their path through the forest. Saluin Odosha. My heart. She was on the trail of the Autumn Stag running through the same forest that they were traveling through. Little did she know, her pursuit of the creature had actually led her into this strange plane far indeed from her home in Fallen Grove. So we begin. I'm just happy she's with us.
0: She's evil. I know it. <laughs> she's not evil. Or is she? That's what you say now, until you say something else later. Or is she? Jim's not evil.
3: Jim is not, really not evil.
0: I mean Or is he? Or is he
4: Lork's
3: not evil. Or is he? Lark. No, he
0: definitely is. Lork is definitely not
4: evil. Yes.
2: Well <laughs> welcome to Make Believe Heroes. We begin as the six of you travel along a dark tunnel deeper inside the earth. Servants is leading the way, now walking alongside his trusty steed, Roan since the roof of this passageway became too short to ride through. As you make your way deeper into the ground below, you can feel the air around you taking on a cold, damp quality. The farther that you travel along this tunnel, you notice that it's very different from any of the others before it. You know, you've been traveling through the grove now for a while, and between these sort of segmented portions of this great, magical place, there are these tunnels, these passageways, And as you are traveling through, you notice that things are different here. Beforehand, it's just been sort of growth. But this is the first time that you've noticed yourselves actually going down inside the earth itself.
4: Oh,
3: Jim is looking at all of the surroundings and trying to write in his notebook as he walks. We we don't talk the
0: talk. We walk the walk.
3: It's starting to um, get—how deep does—
4: do we can we go
3: I don't know we already saw how far we have to go but is the tree is the tree underground
4: I know but the le- it's like are, are we gonna we cross underground? An underground lake
2: that was what you all saw just to give you a reminder because it's been a few weeks the vision that the sovereign gave you all of the path took you through the like mushroom forest you were in through the second forest, which is where you guys ran into saloon, and then it began to speed up and move really quickly and it kinda got hard to see what all you were seeing. But it took you down into a tunnel deep into the earth and then over a black lake. And then on the other side of the lake there was a great staircase that led upward for essentially miles. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes up, 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 and then it's moving really fast, and then you go out, and
1: then there's bright light, and then you are in the grove.
0: Up the stairs we go, and then a tunnel.
1: Yeah, we were supposed to be moving towards a lake, right? Supposed to find this black lake.
0: Is that water, though? I
4: mean, uh, so it's a good thing we got uh, Wolfsbane fixed. Uh, I don't know that there oh, yeah be any wind, though. As much as row. you
1: talk, there'll be wind. Oh crap. Crap, guys. Crap. What's, What's the crap? wrong? I don't I don't have Wolfsbane. What did you What? It's You don't. I'm like rummaging through my bag and what? like freaking out. Kellen. Crap. Dude, what <sighs> Kellen, how did you lose Wolfsbane? I don't remember where I guess we left it on the river.
2: What? Was that the last time that
1: you had it? Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. We didn't leave it on the river. Oh, you mean this wolf Spain, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Cervantes, the box, thank goodness oh, you got it,
0: yeah, Cervantes, why did you have Wolf Spain? I don't know for for some reason, I just had it well
1: here i I can carry it again. that's still that's scared the crap out of me, so me too why i would ha- I
4: would hate to lose my boat.
1: Why did we name it Wolf Spain like
3: have- Because
1: we fought tons of spider, you know, wolf wolf spiders. spiders. Remember that one? That's right. Yeah, that one time. And we killed them on it. So it's like a bane of wolf spiders, you know. Right.
3: I was thinking more like regular wolves, which you don't typically fight either in a desert or on a boat. On a boat. So I was thinking. How did you forget wolf's bane and the spiders? Do you remember like
4: examining the goo of the the spiders?
3: Oh, I remember spiders, but I've marked them down in my notebook as more. Like, bear spiders. I didn't. I wasn't calling them wolf spiders because they were big.
1: Yeah, turn to page 52. There you go. <laughs> bear spiders. But we, you don't fight spiders on a boat either.
3: Yeah, but we did that one time.
1: You're not supposed to fly a boat across a desert either, but we did that too. See, Jim, there's a lot of stuff we did that probably broke the game.
3: Right. I understand that we did a lot of things <laughs> that were unique to our traveling party. <laughs> But I just couldn't, uh, the wolf thing, it, it, it made yes. me think. I thought, why had I not thought of this before? In any case, proceed. I understand that.
4: I say, as soon as we hit the water, we try out the
0: Wand of Wonders again.
3: That's cool with me. That's probably not a good idea. You
1: know what I've thought about doing, but I haven't really done it? Like, as like a last resort. Like, could you imagine like throwing wolf's mane at someone and then saying the word to open it up?
4: Oh, that's amazing. It's like it's like you read the <laughs> reviews, Kellen.
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows what you can find on
3: Twitter? (laughs) That's a lot of damage. Would you be open to renaming it to Bearsbane? I mean, I know Charlie and everything, but he'll be fine. It's talking about bear spotters.
4: I I think if our group had an adventurer name, it would be Bearsbane. Because poor Charlie.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bad news, Bears. (laughs) Oh, man. Lorik, you really
2: took that to a dark place. Sorry. Sorry. Charlie goes... Yes, Lorik, I don't really appreciate all of this banter about my untimely deaths that have occurred in multiple <laughs> different times deaths. already.
1: Yeah, and it just seems that you've had a hand in all of those. Well, just saying. Love our group, but uh, Lorik, you're you're mostly the reason why Charlie has died multiple times. So, Except for me, that one time, and I look at Charlie and I'm like, forgive me. Water under the bridge, Kellen, you know that. Oh, I do want to say... Thank you to whoever made that fan art. I forgot to say that. Thank yeah. you to whoever did that. That was dope. That was really cool. Yeah.
4: It was really awesome.
1: That was seriously awesome.
4: Um, So, I think we should
1: hurry.
0: Yeah. I think we should, like, go as fast as we can through this part, so pause to do the finale today. Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds good to me. We teleport to the Black Lake. <laughs>
2: so, as you all are walking after a time, Cervantes, it's becoming more and more difficult
0: to see. Yes. It's becoming more and more difficult to see <laughs> oh my God <gosh>. um does <laughs> anybody got a light guy
2: says you're right you know what actually um i've been I've, I've been practicing this this cantrip that uh, I feel like maybe I could do it let, let me let me try and he he gets his wand out he sits there for a minute and he's kind of concentrating gets this look on his face and then he waves his wand and he casts a cantrip ooh guy leveled up bros, got Get him up. go. Get him go. What level is he now? He leveled the up. The
0: regular commoner just leveled up.
2: Yeah. He casts the cantrip Dancing Lights. Ooh. He creates Ooh. up to four torched-sized lights within range, making them appear as torches, lanterns, or glowing orbs that hover in the air. So he's going to summon torches. And they hover in the air around you all, and they sort of are just spinning in a circle around you guys. Not fast, they're just sort of hovering there. And it shines light up to 60 feet away from you.
3: Jim breaks it down in the middle of them lots. Now it's dancing Jim. (laughs) Wow. I want to roll a performance check.
2: (laughs) Okay, go ahead.
3: I just got, got a 27.
2: Holy cow. So Jim just starts break
3: dancing, and it's incredible.
4: Wow, Dude. Jim! Did you even know that you could do that? It's happening.
3: Uh, I just felt something inside me when the the dancing lights went off, and I thought, hmm, I need to dance. Maybe it's something from my mysterious past.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. These lights they settle in, and they're traveling with you guys. And Guy says, actually, I can, if I, if I'm not wrong about the way this cantrip works, I'm not. I'm not super uh knowledgeable maybe you could help me out with that later but i'm pretty sure i can just keep these with us as we travel through and uh, it seems to be plenty of light is it good for you servants is it good for me
0: yeah yeah it's really good for you i can see great awesome Wow, guy you're you're doing great at this magic stuff well you
2: know i'm i've i've been trying i, I got a few scrolls and stuff while we were there in uh in the canopy and i've been reading over them and you know i'm i'm trying And let me get a perception check from everyone around the table, please.
1: Oh, boy. Time to perceive. Perceive. I rolled. Five. Yeah.
4: I got a 19,
1: sir. I can see really well. A five. I rolled a 19 on the dice.
2: Okay, you have a plus seven to perception. So that's a 26.
1: (laughs) Sweet. 26.
3: Jim? What's your favorite idea? Mine's being being creative. creative. I got an 18 plus, okay, a 20. Not natural. Thank you. That was very not natural. (laughs) Okay,
2: so um, let's see. Jim, you got a 20. Kellen, you got a 26, right? Yeah. So, Kellen, Jim, as the two of you are standing there talking, and guys talking about his cantrips and what have you, you sort of... It's not really that you hear something as much as it is that you you feel something, like a faint rumbling in the air around you, as if some great cry was piercing through the darkness. I do not like this. That's no moon. You would probably lean toward it coming from behind you.
1: Of course it is. Did Uh, did did y'all just hear that?
3: No. Is it that one thing from that one time? What? I didn't hear anything. The thing with, uh, where it was chasing us to Treetown? No, that's uh, S- S-S-
4: saloon S-
2: uh, did you hear that? Oh, yes. I'm I'm sorry, what? Did,
4: did you hear that? No,
1: we just, there was, there was a, there was like a scream. There was a, I don't know, it just, it sounded like a rumbling.
4: We need to go faster.
1: Coming from behind us. Are you sure? I, I... I
2: didn't I didn't hear anything. Did you Lark? Did you hear? No, but did you hear some sort of a I thought
4: maybe
1: it just sounded really loud. It was like a loud a Is it cold down here to you?
4: Yeah. I I've noticed it's got a lot colder. I
2: suddenly feel very cold. I'm I'm not sure why. Uh she seems a little bit out of it. Like tired? Yeah. Is she an amphibian? Fluent? <laughs> yeah, she's an amphibian.
4: Are are you okay? Yes. Have you had ha, Have you had anything to eat? <laughs> no, I'm um, um
2: not recently. Um, no, let's. Perhaps I should. Let's fix that. Perhaps I should eat something. I I don't feel. I don't know. I feel strange. Here,
0: I'll use my quirk to make a blanket.
3: <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs>
4: um, can I use Arcana just to sense around and see if there's anything magical happening? Sure. Natural twenty. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get rekt. Natural dude. 20. Get you can feel
0: something magic in the air tonight. Okay, so the first thing that you notice is
2: there is magic coming at you from every direction. You know how you feel in Vent Haven when the streets are literally just there's magic beneath the streets? Yeah. It feels like there is magic coming from everywhere at once. But I will tell you this you didn't hear anything okay but you you can definitely feel some dark presence from behind you a dark and it feels very distant
4: okay uh so uh jim there's like it's magical everywhere around us but there's i sense something and it's not it's not a good magic and it's it's from behind us i i think we need to hurry I think we all need to hurry. I think we need to get on Charlie and the horse and on the broom and and let's go. I make a runaway
2: check. Okay, so you all want to move quickly?
4: Yes. Yeah, I want Saloon to get on the broom with me.
2: Mm, it cannot carry two people.
4: Right. Oh.
2: I'm pretty sure. I can just real quickly double check that, but I'm pretty sure that she cannot. Okay. Well, no. It, it says it can. It says it can carry up to 400 pounds. Um, but its oh. flying speed becomes 30 feet while carrying over 200 pounds. But that's okay because you're not trying to go super duper fast. Nope. I mean, you guys are running underground. So yeah, we'll say that you can get the two of you on there. Okay. Okay. Let me start flying. Ready. Anyhow, you all begin to move through the tunnel, just sort of trying to make your way forward. And as you do, you you go a, a short distance, we'll say. I don't know. You probably travel for 10, 15 minutes. And as you're traveling downward, it's getting darker, which you have guys' lights traveling with you. And he's keeping those up for the moment. Everything seems to be going smoothly. The ground has stopped showing any signs of vegetation now. It is just soft, smooth dirt. And this is a carved out tunnel that you guys are just going deeper into the earth, and after a time, Saluan lets out a sort of cry like like a gasp uh,
4: so Selwyn? are are you okay um what what's wrong um could we could we stop for just a moment um sure, and he like goes down and lands mm-hmm puts the broom on his back what what's going on what's wrong?
2: Do the rest of you all keep going or do you you guys pause
0: i pause i'm gonna slow down and pause i pause
2: oh it's this stupid it's this wound i thought it was it patched wounded. up well are you hurt nothing serious i when i was chasing the stag i well i i was attacked by the stag once when i first tried to get the jump on it and well it, it must have got me more than i thought it had i I used a simple healing spell, but it appears that maybe the travels made it worse, and there's blood trickling down her side.
4: Can we see the wound? Do you mind if uh, Servant uh, helps you out?
2: Um, sure, I, I don't mind.
0: Okay, Servant, show me the damage. <laughs> 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 I, I quit. I'm done. I
4: quit. Um,
1: it. all
2: all right. You step over to inspect the wound. Yes. Okay, she lifts up just the corner of her leather armor on the side where her waistband is. It's just right above it, and it looks like a pretty nasty gash.
0: Like something that a stag would do?
2: Yes, it, it, it looks like it could have just been caused by the stag.
0: Can I roll insight?
2: To, okay, roll me insight check.
0: That's a 17. Okay. Mm.
2: I mean, you, th- you have no reason to believe that she would be lying to you.
0: Okay.
3: It seems like a accidental wound like that. Jim takes a closer look and notices it looks more like a moose wound than a stag wound.
4: I see, I see. <laughs> I shoot Jim in the face. Why? I'm sure
2: this is nothing. I'm sure that just riding on the broom and all this walking has torn it free. Re-aggravated the wound.
4: Um, Sir, Sir Vance, you want to
0: try to close it up? No. Just kidding, I use five of my leon hands pull.
2: Okay. You put your hand over the wound and you channel your energy into it. And as you do, she sort of gives a little gasp at the touch of the magic. And then as you pull your hand back and look down, it is closed up some, but it's not completely healed. That's not good. Oh, it feels much better, Servance. Thank you.
0: Mm, You're welcome. I want to use divine
2: sense okay. you use divine sense. you don't sense any undead or there's a lot a lot of weird noise in terms of energy and magic around here. you know what I'm saying, and so you you get some of that, but you don't sense anything telling about her or about anything around you guys. nothing like that if that's what you're kind of hoping for.
0: No fiends,
2: nope nothing nothing like that
0: darn. I,
2: I'm sure that I'll be fine to to travel forward. Perhaps we should just walk for the time being, though.
4: So there wasn't no black swirlies that came out of it whenever he tried to heal it. <laughs>
2: no, nothing <laughs> like that.
4: Okay. Um, if you get if you get tired, just let us know.
2: All right. I'm I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, let's just. I feel like a good walk might might help with it some. And she starts to walk forward. You all continue traveling down through this tunnel. Even though it's about as dark as it can get, it feels like it's getting darker. It's oppressive, claustrophobic. It's not a very wide tunnel. It's really just enough maybe 10 feet wide, maybe 15 in certain places and coming in and out a little bit. But you all are traveling deeper and deeper into the earth for really what feels like hours. It's kind of hard to track time as much when you're down here because it's just so enclosed. But after a time, the pathway begins to level out some.
1: Thank God. Kellen is claustrophobic.
2: It's still enclosed, but it's starting to level out, so you guys aren't traveling deeper as much as you are just on forward.
1: Okay. He still feels okay. nervous. Makes him sick.
2: You hear Saluan give a slight grunt.
4: Uh, Selwyn, I don't. Is it, is it the wound again?
2: Are you? St- are you hurting? I'm fine, Lorik. You don't have to fuss over me like I'm your child.
4: Uh, I, I'm just—I just, just want to help. Uh, S- Surveillance. What is there any chance she could? Sh- she could ride with you.
2: He's not riding. He's had to walk now because it's gotten too short. Yeah. Remember. Oh yeah. I'm fine, Lorik. I don't need you fussing over me. You know what? Just let me be for a moment, please. I'll be just fine. And she sort of. Picks up her step a little bit to get ahead of you.
4: He lets her, but he's going to keep an eye. He's just concerned. Can I just uh, perception check? Make sure everything's good going forward.
2: You can roll me a perception check if you if you just want to.
4: I got a sixteen on the dice. I think my perception's a plus four, so a twenty.
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't really send. There's nothing jumping out at you. It's colder. It's gotten pretty cold, honestly, at this point. It's it's almost uncomfortably cold, it's just right above uncomfortably cold where you couldn't stand it just the way that you're dressed. And that's really about all that you notice. What are the rest of you doing at this moment?
3: Does Jim's robe of eyes help with the coldness?
2: I mean, you know, it's helping in the way that any robe would help with coldness.
3: Yeah. So Jim is kind of hugging the robe to himself, but also afraid of poking himself in his many eyes. I see. <laughs> okay.
0: I get it.
2: Saluan sort of picks up her pace a little bit and she separates herself from Loric and she walks over to where Jim is. And she's sort of walking beside you, Jim. Sup? Oh, um, he- hello, Jim. Sorry, I honestly didn't notice that you were there.
3: No need to apologize. I have that disappearing effect sometimes. I get so lost in thought, <laughs> I feel like I fade from this very reality. Ah, uh, Into yes. the realm of thoughts. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're quite all right, Jim. How are your studies going? They're going quite well since I've ran into this bunch. Uh, I've always been of the mind that experience is the best teacher, and I've experienced quite a few things I don't think I would have otherwise since I've met up with them.
2: Hmm. She sort of gives a glance back over her shoulder toward where Lorik and Sir and Guy are walking, and she says, What do you think about Lorik?"
4: What do you mean? What do I think about?
2: She's talking about, no, she's talking to Jim.
3: <laughs> oh, Laura. And she says, Sorry. what
2: do you think about Laric?
3: He is uh, interesting. Larrick, huh? That one caught your eye?
2: Well, um, I don't know what you mean, Jim. I'm just.
3: You've certainly caught his. Ooh. You think so? I may seem aloof, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, could you please quit going whoa every time one of us says
2: something?
0: Okay, go ahead, Jim. Sorry, I have no romance in my life.
3: Don't <laughs> rub it in.
2: Sorry, Jeffrey.
0: Uh,
3: I I may seem aloof, but my insight's plus two, so. Hmm. Well, that's respectable, I suppose. I'm. I don't know. I just
2: matters of the heart are complicated.
3: Indubitably.
2: <laughs> she reaches into her pack that she's got on her shoulder, and she pulls out a portion of the antlers from the autumn stag. And she also pulls out a small, like whittling, carving type knife, and she's working at this
3: antler, trying to make a trinket from your kill,
2: something like that. Um, I have to, well, I have to prepare this for, for what comes next. Oh,
0: what comes next?
2: Jeffrey,
0: please. You're trying to steal a stone with those antlers? <laughs> <laughs> the yell that out. We're behind him.
3: No, yeah. I better not. So, uh, what comes next? What was your aim in pursuing this quarry? Jim, I don't know why. I just feel like I can trust you. Yes, you can.
0: Oh, no. It's an evil pact they're about to make.
2: <laughs> uh... Oh,
4: my gosh.
2: Well, speaking of matters of the heart, I'm. There was someone once that I loved quite dearly. Someone that was very precious to me. Oh, it was Jim. And they were. They were done a great injustice. Oh no! With this, with the power that that this antler will grant me, I believe I can
3: finally make that right. Well, if it's vengeance you're after, you know what they say. When you set out for revenge, dig two graves, because you'll kill the person, and you'll find out there's another person who's actually at fault, and you'll kill them too. Hmm. I've I haven't or heard that. Or someone will
0: seek revenge for you too.
3: Yes, vengeance is it never ends, because there's always another degree of separation from the one at fault. Perhaps you're right. Um, I don't know.
2: I, I'm not. I'm not looking for vengeance necessarily. I just, I just want to set things right. I want to see them again. Oh, it's resurrection you're after. Perhaps I've said too much. Jim, I thank you. Thank you for your words of wisdom.
3: I do what I can, even though my wisdom is only plus two. She continues carving at this horn
2: as you all travel forward, and shortly after this conversation, the path opens up.
4: Do we see water?
2: At the end of this tunnel, you enter into a large open cavern. The dark ceiling looms far above you. There are gigantic stalactites covering it like rows of jagged teeth. The lights from Guy's cantrip are flying around and forward as he is sort of trying to survey the room with these torches. And you all see before you stretched out in all directions, touching both walls to the far left and to the far right, an enormous black lake. Oh, yeah. I should also mention, it stinks. Ew. There is a rotten smell, almost like rancid fish. Ew. There is a cool fog sitting on the lake.
0: Wear sunglasses? <laughs> yes. So cool.
2: Well, this doesn't look good.
0: Um, What are we supposed to do here?
2: If I remember correctly, we have got to cross this lake. Right. If only we had a magic
4: boat. We do. Good thing we do, but let's check the water first.
2: Check it how?
4: Lork goes down. Is there, like, anything on the bank at all? There's probably, like, some
2: driftwood, small pieces of driftwood.
4: He's going to get some driftwood and, like, poke the water.
2: Okay. You poke the water, and the ripples go out from it, and you notice... Two things. Number one, it's black. It's it's not the color black, but it, with the darkness, you know what I'm Dark. saying. It, the the dirt and the sediment underneath the water have turned a moly black, and those ripples that go out are very prominent because it is the stillest water that you've ever seen.
0: Oh gosh, he leads me beside the still waters. Actually, I think this is the shadow of death. <laughs>
4: Oh, man. <laughs> Lorik says, yes. Revia, and uh, gets on his broom, and he's going to fly up, uh, not as high as he possibly can, but close to as high as he possibly can, and like go out over the water just a little bit and take a look around. Okay. Uh, can I perception check? Sure. That's a 17 on the dice. That's a 21.
2: This lake is enormous. It is going to take you guys quite a while to cross this lake even using Wolf'sbane without doing some serious rowing or using some other way to propel yourselves. Just build a motor real quick, you know, whatever. You don't notice anything moving the water or anything like that. But you do notice that the farther you go out into the water, the worse it stinks.
0: That means there's a lot of dead stuff in the middle. Lots. Can we, like, shoot something at at Lorik so he'll fall off into the water? No. What? I guess you could try. I mean, that's that's what you want to do. I ain't gonna tell you no.
4: Lord comes back and lands by Cervantes mm-hmm. and says, Oh, uh, why, why are you looking at me like
0: that? Cervantes? Mm-hmm. I say we get Wolfspan and go. Let's go.
1: But let's leave Saloon here. What?
0: Cervantes. Sorry, that's just the way it is, kid.
1: She's hurt. I'm sitting back and enjoying this, this fight that's going on right here. And I've just got the box boat in my hand. and I'm just kind of like patting it. And I'm laying on Charlie's back. Does Servants really say that about leaving Saloon here?
0: Yes. Are you serious?
1: Yes. <laughs> Let the popcorn show begin.
2: Servants, I don't, I don't understand
4: what. Why would you leave Saloon here? Maybe not here, but I, there's, I sense something coming
0: down the tunnel. We can't leave her here. We need to get on the water before it gets here. Maybe we need to leave you here. I don't think you understand where we're going and what we're doing. And how we have someone here who we know very little of, well, we who can... just so happened to be here. Why don't we just leave her at the, the base of the steps on the other side?
2: I don't really understand what exactly it is that you're trying to imply, Servants. I have no wish to be here.
0: I'm implying that anything could happen.
2: Well, most certainly anything could happen, but all I want to do is get back to Fallen Grove.
0: We should be going.
2: Look, uh, all I, if if you didn't want me to come with you, then you should not have asked me to come with you. I would have been perfectly fine staying up there in the forest. It wasn't me who asked you. Well, now we've traveled miles through a dark tunnel, and you say there's something coming this way. Look, I don't know where you all are headed. I've heard pray tell of some tree and some stone, but I can't stay here. So, how about the next drop off?
0: Let's go.
3: Guys, we can't um, just leave her.
4: It's going with us. I'm, I'm bringing her to help me save the tree. I, I
0: don't want to abandon her. I still don't think you understand how important this is. I mean, we're bringing Jim with us. We've already been through this with Jim. And he kind of like
3: half smiles at Jim. Will. And it's possible in this grand comedy of the gods, she has a crucial role to play. In our journey.
1: Yeah. Let's just go. I will say that I kind of agree with Servant's, just to an extent. That she just happened to pop up. And, I mean, there is someone who is after us. And we've already declared that. But, also, I think, Lorik, that you're thinking a little bit more with your feelings than with your head right now.
4: Uh, yes. And he kind of like half glances at Saluan. But, um... We still, we're not going to leave her here. Something's coming. We need to get on the water.
0: Wow, he actually has feelings. And now he's trying to act like the leader.
1: Well, I'm going to walk up to the water. I'm going to throw Wolf's Pain on there.
0: Come on,
4: Saluin.
2: (laughs) boy. You say the word, and the box folds out into a ship there on top of this black water.
1: All right, everybody, let's go. Let's go. I'm getting on the boat. I climb up on top.
2: Saluin... Steps forward, and uh, she hesitates there. I suppose I could try to
3: make it back out. Probably a bad idea. You heard the noises behind us, yes? No, I didn't hear them, but... I did.
0: It's probably not safe. Just get on the boat. Let's get on the boat. If you are an evil person, we'll just kill you.
1: Yeah. That sounds good to me. But if you kill me, I'm going to kill you in the afterlife.
0: (laughs)
2: She looks uncomfortable and begrudgingly climbs aboard
1: Wolfsbane.
0: It'll be okay. And I'll make a small ramp with the driftwood and let the horse on.
1: Okay. Charlie just climbs up because he's a bear and he Mm -hmm. can climb trees so he can climb into a boat.
0: You're trying to say your animal's better than my animal? Is that what this is
1: about? (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm trying to say I didn't have to magically spawn mine.
0: Yeah, it magically spawned on its own.
1: Yeah. Boom. (laughs) And actually you did after you killed it. This is all...
0: Twice. True. Twice. (laughs) Let's go. Okay.
1: My animal can talk. Let's go.
0: I can talk with mine. Is everybody on the boat?
1: I'm on the boat. (laughs) I'm on the boat. I'm on the boat. Guy's on the boat. Saluin's on the boat.
4: Lorik stands behind the mast and holds up the Wand of Wonders and says... No!
1: (laughs) No! Lorik, do you want... Do let's not. Let's just let's try rowing first. Uh, last resort. How about we just row for a second here? Are, let's try are that you sure? first.
0: We're not in a sandstorm that could easily kill us and all these things.
1: Yeah, let's let's try rowing first.
0: Okay, and he puts his wand like away. a
1: last last resort.
0: I'm going to try to push us off.
2: Okay. With an oar.
0: Are there oars in here? Yeah, there's yes. oars. Yeah, there's yes. okay.
2: I'll say that you can push yourself off pretty easily.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's row. They see me
2: rowing. Who's rowing? I am. Okay, um, just give me athletics checks. You and Servants.
0: Charlie, help us row.
3: Can Charlie help them row? No. Use that bear strength, can't. boy. I think Jim should be on the crow's nest, looking out with his robe of ice. Okay. I am steering. I am at the the, the helm of the ship steering.
4: I got a whopping 13.
2: 17. Okay. You're rowing forward. You're not breaking any records, but you're doing fine. You all are gliding across the surface of this placid lake. You all travel for a distance. You know, you're rowing, you're rowing, you're moving forward. It's cold down here. The farther you get from the shore, and those of you with dark vision can, you know, you can make it out. But those of you that are relying on the lights from Guy's cantrip, you can't see the land anymore. I mean, you're surrounded by water, and you guys are just moving forward at a slow but steady pace. Is this
3: salt water? Can we drink it? I mean, you could check...
1: Keep your wits about you, man.
3: (laughs) Does the water smell like poop? Yep.
2: You don't know if the water smells like poop, but something smells terrible. And the farther that you guys travel from the shore, the worse it gets. Uh, It's probably not
3: the water then, Jim says aloud.
0: Who used the bathroom?
4: Charlie? Cervantes, that's... um, Do you think there's something floating out here in the water? (laughs) A floater. (laughs) it might uh, be a sea monster it's the kraken saluan so have you ever heard of anything like this before this place huh what have you ever have you ever heard of a place like this
2: like what like like a, this
4: lake underground
2: sure i've heard of lakes under the ground what wow. about um i'm sorry what
0: what's saluan are you going to be okay over there
2: i'm fine um are you
0: yeah, we're all fine. You're just acting like it. A...
2: Acting like what? I'm.
0: Um,
4: Saluwan, so uh, are are you okay?
0: I'm fine.
4: Okay, okay.
0: Don't you know what happened to us? Wow. Well, we don't... don't have any more nuts to eat. This is
4: true. Oh, that's it.
0: Yeah, that is. What it. are
2: you? What are you mattering on about? What is
4: this place? It it it, it makes people mad. What
2: is that? awful smell it is unbearable
4: oh you do you remember you remember whenever uh we first came in to the grove and not even the grove but uh fallen grove and uh i i got hurt and i thought everything was out to kill me and i was going crazy like that i think that's what's going on right now
0: with saluin what do you think i was trying to point out
4: uh that well that um yeah what did you uh what do we what do we do you can't that. do anything.
2: Jim, are you in the crow's nest? I am. Keeping a vigilant eye.
3: What do your half elf eyes see? Hark, what do you see up there, Jim? Give me a
2: perception check.
3: Right, and I have advantageous, right, because of my eyes. Oh.
2: Right, 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 right.
3: He's a real pirate. Yeah. I got a twenty-one.
2: Okay. Well, the first thing that you notice is it smells terrible out here. Oh. You
3: notice that with your eyes?
2: No, you notice that with your smeller. <laughs> I don't have one. But you are keeping your eyes open. You're looking for something. You're looking for movement. You're looking for anything that might catch your eye land. And you don't see anything necessarily. But you do notice a small rippling of the water.
0: Uh oh. That
2: appears as if it's coming from something other than Wolfsbane.
0: Hey dun, guys, look at that dun. rippling. Done. We're at Jim a point. We're gonna need a bigger boat.
4: Um, which which side of the ship is it on?
2: The right side of the ship.
4: Lork goes up to the edge and raises a wand. and goes, "Oh, I wonder if it's another ship or if there's something swimming out here." Or, uh, uh how we,
0: far away is it from the ship? We may need to start moving faster. Is it like ten feet away? Mm, probably a little more than that. Why? Darn, I was gonna stab it.
2: No, it's... Jim doesn't see anything. He just sees the rippling of the
4: water. This water was really still before, guys. I'm really nervous. Uh, so, Lewin, uh, you might want to get your bow out. Um, guys, be ready. Lorik goes and takes a stance behind
0: the uh, the sail. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Stay away from the sail, Lorik.
1: Lorik, what are you doing? Sit back down and start rowing again. Yes, let's row uh,
4: faster. Okay, every, let's row. Everyone get on, a, get on an oar. Let's go.
0: Do you guys sense anything? Like...
4: I'm going to roll Arcana.
0: Like Divine Sense? Is that what you're saying? I don't, I don't As know. As I can th- do it again. I got a 26. Okay. <laughs> One of these days, I will sense something with my Divine Sense. Yeah. Hey, uh, it, it'll be too late. Yeah. What you can't say is that I haven't been using it. You've been using I it have. like
4: crazy. This is true.
0: I always use it. Hey, Paul. <laughs> I want to use my Divine Sense. Just to make sure that nothing happened since the last time I used Divine Sense.
2: Well, I mean, you were miles away from here when you used it, and it's only good for, what, 60 feet? Yeah. Okay. Read... Do you have that pulled up?
0: Yeah. Read to me what Divine Sense does. As an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of any Celestial, Fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover you can use this feature three times for long rest
2: servants Laric gathers his wand and begins to reach out with his arcane senses feeling for magic he he senses much of what he's already sensed and at that moment servants you reach out with your divine senses and immediately you are overcome with <laughs> a sense of dread oh Oh my. Did you feel the presence of something undead?
4: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. He finally From sent something. Somebody
0: touch my spaghetti!
2: <laughs> <laughs> From beneath Wolfsbane.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh shoot. You know what that means, right? One something.
4: You know oh, no. you know what
0: that means, right?
4: No, I don't.
2: It means He's gonna try and cast Turn Undead. But before he can Ah! the moment (laughs) please (laughs) calm down. The moment that you sense this, what do you what do you do? What do you say?
0: (laughs) What does Cervant say? Cervant says, Oh crap! I finally (laughs) sensed something.
2: What is it? What do you sense?
0: It's undead. Undead! Under the boat. What under the boat?
2: And at that moment, a black, wretched creature lunges forth from beneath the placid lake, attempting to wrap its gray, half-rotted tentacles around Wolfsbane. Oh, no. It goes from utter (laughs) silence and stillness to just roaring water flying through the air, and this thing lunging out, its tentacles flailing around the small ship. The beast rises from beneath the surface to reveal itself as a giant squid, its two pale white eyes long blind.
3: Oh, Some of its
2: tentacles are barely hanging on to its rank rotten body as this undead aberration lets forth a strange gurgling cry and then thrashes at the six of you. Roll initiative.
0: Oh, man. I use turn the unholy. Well,
2: this is a skills challenge.
0: Yes. Perfect. Nobody attack it yet.
1: Oh, no. I rolled a
3: natural 1. I got a 6 total. I got a 16. I got a 21 on the die. Hey, wait, no. 12 <laughs> plus 2 is 14. Ah, I get it. It landed upside down. I've got a 5.
2: All right, so, Lorik is first. Can I wonder wonders it? I mean, it is your turn. So here's the way that we're going to do this. This is a skills oh challenge. Now, you guys can fight it if you like. You can attack it. Mm-hmm. Your objective is to get across the lake. So attacking it might help you do that, but you need to keep moving forward.
4: Okay. Um, so Lork is going to, like, freak out, grab Wanda Wonders, and right in its face uh, fire off a spell. So do you want me to roll Arcana first, or do you just want me to roll the wand?
2: I just want you to see what happens with the wand. Yeah, we're we're not worried about DCs and all that stuff if you just do an attack roll.
4: That's a 4 and a 40.
2: So 44? 44.
4: 44, which is... Oh, you cast Lightning Bolt.
3: Yes. Ooh,
2: nice. First time, first okay. time, first nice. time! Nice! All right, so Ooh. cast Lightning Bolt. Does it make a save, or do you... I think it makes a save, doesn't it? Yes, Dexterity saving throw.
0: Yes, a dex 15 saving throw.
2: Okay, let's see here.
0: I was just waiting for you to make that giant squid even gianter. He saves. You're a liar. I lie not.
2: He got a 22 total. So that is a save, but he takes half damage. So roll me eight d6s.
4: That is awesome. All these So The first roll's total is 18. Okay and the second roll's total is 17. So, 17 plus 18.
2: It does 17 damage. Yeah. This streaking blue lightning comes flying out the end of your Wand of Wonders and just crashes into the chest of this great squid-like creature and it just howls and gurgles as it's being hit with this lightning and its tentacles just sort of flail around and it involuntarily pulls back with the electricity so it releases the boat.
3: Yeah. All right. Now it's Jim's turn. Sweet. Yeah, it is. So Jim decides that he's going to do a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. He's going to be like, hey, squid, Eldritch Blast. Okay. (laughs) Are you just trying to hurt it or? I'm trying. So is its tentacle still up or did that fall off whenever one of wonders happened? Yeah, it's trying to grab. So I aim specifically for the base of the tentacle that's reaching out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, never mind. I'm done. I quit. Did you get a net one? Oh, no. I got a net one. Oh, okay. no.
2: You aim at one of the tentacles to try and shoot it with your Eldritch Blast, and about that time it twists with the jerking lightning into its body, and it rams the back end of the boat, and I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw.
3: Yeah, I do. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Don't
0: fall out of the boat, Jim. Don't fall out of the boat, Jim. Don't
3: rock the boat. Rock the boat. 14. 14.
0: Come on.
2: You fall out of the crow's nest. No. But you land in the boat.
3: Oh, yeah. Gosh. So. How high is the crow's nest?
2: Okay. Eh, it's not that high. It's really not. It's not that big of a boat. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to roll it here. You take four bludgeoning damage. Wow. Okay, now it is Sir Vance's turn.
0: Sir Vance?
2: What's Sir want to do?
0: Oh, I bet you know what I want to do.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to look this up. I've never, never been down this road before.
0: You have to make a save. What?
2: What kind of save? Wisdom?
0: A wisdom. I say... Ooh. I'll read, I'll read it to you. As an action, you can sense your fiends and undead. Each fiend or undead that can see or hear me Within thirty feet must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failure, just turn for one minute or until it takes damage.
2: Let's turn the unholy. Yes. It failed.
0: It failed? It failed. Yes. Flee you foul creature! Nobody touch it. Please, don't t- don't hurt it. Let it run.
2: So what does it do? Does it just
0: Get out of here?
2: Does it become not undead? What
3: are you talking about? No, it, it, it no, just it makes runs. it run away. Oh, I see.
0: It is turned for one minute. It has to go a fa- away from us as fast as possible. Okay. One
3: Turns them away. It doesn't turn them into.
4: Yeah. So now we need to row as it runs away. Row,
0: okay, row, it is, row your boat.
2: It is moving away from you guys.
0: Get away, Squiz. Don't come back.
2: This thing is, for this turn, it's just going to move its full speed away from you guys as fast as it can.
1: Get away! Yeah, it is. Bye. Sweetie. All right, we need to row as fast as possible. I'm going to go and grab an oar and just start rowing. Athletics. Row, row, row your boat. away. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. That's my friends. Are you, is it a natural 20? It's a natural 20! Whoa! Whoop. Whoop, whoop.
2: Okay, that's natural twenty. So you do a really good job of rowing. Um, you rowing. you guys are making a great distance.
1: I wasted the natural twenty on rowing, but forget.
2: So that. <laughs> guy is going to follow suit and try and help you row.
1: Let's row together.
2: He's doing very poorly.
1: <laughs> oh. um,
2: you're having trouble keeping it straight because you're having like run over and take over for him, and all of that. Saluin's turn comes up. She says, "Are we? What are we doing? Are we just going to run from this creature?"
0: Uh, yes yeah, for it's now not, it's running from us
2: okay Sh- can we just leave such an aberration alive
0: not our problem it's not bothering us <laughs> or it's not anymore
2: okay she's going to try and help guy with the rowing she does well so she steps over and says here guy let me try she starts rowing very well okay comes back around to Lauric, are you doing anything
4: uh he's gonna go back behind the sail don't worry guys I- I- i'll get us to go faster no. Oh
2: God. You cast wand of wonders.
4: I'm gonna. No. U- I'm gonna use the wand of wonders. Please. no. Okay. no.
0: Oh Please God. no. He catches the boat die. on fire. Here we go.
4: Would you roll? An eighty-three.
2: Okay, eighty-three. Oh no! Oh no! And you cast oh no. invisibility <laughs> on yourself. Okay. You point your wand straight up into the sky and you turn invisible.
4: You you hear his Woo. voice and he's like, I
3: don't. I don't think anything happened. Okay, Jim, it's your turn. Jim? So, Jim brushes himself off Mm -hmm. and looks at the thing with consternation. And he's like, okay, if you didn't like that last thing, how about a Eldritch Blast?
0: No, don't do it.
3: Are you going to Eldritch Blast the Kraken? Well, okay, here's something Jim thought of. How high is the ceiling here? From where you are, probably, I don't know, 25, 30 feet maybe. Okay. Are there any stalactites? Yes. So I want to aim for one above Los Krakenos, above the Kraken. Okay. And I want to shoot it with the Warlock Magic Missile, which I mean, Eldritch Blast. So, okay. So you're wanting
2: to shoot a stalactite and drop it onto the Kraken? Yes. Okay.
3: Big one.
0: Just, just go ahead and damage it, then. i, I see how it works.
3: <laughs> Wait, did we say not to damage it? it
4: does. Yeah, he did. He did, like, twice. I was
3: like, hey, guys, uh, don't, he was, don't hurt it. Please. Uh, to be okay. fair,
2: Jim was, like, in the middle of falling out of a crow's nest during that whole yeah, situation. Yeah, and he, True, he was okay.
3: ticked. So, if you shout, no, then Jim stops. Let's just say that Jim starts to do all that, and he actually, like, Jim stops on the boat and says... Hey, how high is the ceiling? Are there any stalactites? Starts to aim his orb. And then he stops and says, No, wait. I have an idea. And he aims just ahead of the Kraken. By ahead, I mean behind it. To where they'll fall in the water behind him and block it up. Okay. If that'll actually do anything. I mean, you can try. I want to try. So I rolled... A 16 plus 8, which is 24. Okay.
2: You shoot some stalactites that are between you and the Kraken, hoping to drop into the water and cause them some obstacles. Yeah. Okay. You don't really know if
0: it worked. They're definitely not sticking up out of the water. Okay. Sir Vance. Did it cause a big splashing wave? It does. We need some pedals on this boat. We don't have any of those, do we? Nope. No. I got a horse. We can make some horsepower. What are you doing? What am I doing, huh? You just gotta ask, don't you?
2: Yeah, since it's your turn.
0: Since it's my turn, I'm going to grab my paddle again and continue to paddle.
2: Okay, athletics check.
0: That's a 13.
2: You're not doing great.
0: I'm a great paddler.
2: Okay, the Kraken is going to roll another save on his turn. What's the DC? 13. Hmm. This time, as the Kraken has swam away from you guys, and it's still swimming away from you, and a stalactite falls behind it, we'll say that the water sort of comes up and splashes it, when it does, it takes a moment and takes a wisdom save, trying to bring itself out of this compulsion to go away from you all, and it suddenly comes to itself. Of course it does. And it turns and swims towards you all as fast as it can. Now... It can't get to you all in this turn because it just swam away from you as fast as it could, and you all have still been moving forward. But it will catch you in the next turn if you don't do something to either speed up or slow it down. It is chasing you all. So you turn and look back, and you see it turn around. That stopped the turn undead? I just let it make another save. Ah. You would. Just breaking the fourth wall here a little bit. If we were in combat, I wouldn't. But this is
4: like... this is. Just trying to get us away from the Kraken.
2: You guys cannot fight a Kraken and survive. Nope. I bet I can. It has 472 hit points.
0: That is awesome. I've done 17, so... You want to bet that I can't kill it? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there's a Kraken chasing us!
3: What will we ever do? (laughs) I will...
4: (laughs) (laughs) I will stab them (laughs) for you balls. I'll stab him. I want to
0: stab his tentacles, please. Okay. Whose turn, Who's his is, turn it? is it? It's Kellen's turn.
1: <laughs> it's my turn. I've just been waiting.
0: <laughs> we could seriously
4: die. Wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> I know what we should do.
4: <laughs> Ask Charlie to jump
1: in the boat. Oh, Charlie. my God. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to look at Loric and I'm going to be like, or I guess the invisible Loric. I'm going to be like, Loric. Loric. <laughs> You should jump in the water and go and distract <laughs> him and then come back later, okay? Oh, I, Lord. I,
4: I, I'm not Charlie. I'm, I, I would die. I don't come back. Yeah,
1: Charlie still dies. Okay, so uh, yeah. you should you should do See something. See how painful it is, you jerk? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to try and cast Thunder Wave to try to like slow it down, I guess. Maybe because it's like chasing Okay.
2: Chasing us. I'm not against that. What's the range on that? Uh, The range
1: is, uh, it says 15 feet.
3: Yeah,
2: out from yourself. Yeah. It's not within that range.
0: Mm.
1: Well, that's just
0: stupid. I agree, that is just stupid.
2: You can use Thunderwave to maybe try and scare it, try and intimidate it if you want to.
1: Okay, that'll work, sure. So
2: just make me an intimidation check with your um, spellcasting ability modifier, which is what? wisdom mm, mm, mm. so yep. just add your wisdom to your check
1: which is i think it's a plus four it
2: actually.
1: is all right cool that's a 14 plus four okay it's an 18
2: you i'm gonna let it roll a christmas okay it fails so you send you sort of what you want to aim your thunder wave like into the water to sort of yeah kind of rock them you know that sound travels really yeah. good on top of the water and it just sort of cowls it back a little bit it stutters back and slows down a little bit in its movement and you guys have a little bit more of a distance between yourselves and them so now it's Guy's turn Guy is going to turn back and try casting a spell at it he's going to try and cast magic missile
0: oh oh
4: get him guy
2: he rolled pretty well so he sinks three magic missile darts into the face of this kraken one of them pops one of its white rotten eyeballs it's really nasty looking and it sort of thrashes a little bit and then comes back towards you guys but a little more stuttered back
1: you should really get that checked out
2: so is going to continue rowing she's doing pretty good so she's keeping you guys ahead nice now it is lorik's turn
4: lorik's gonna join guy uh, God, that, that, that's a great idea. Uh, let, let me cast it, too. And I fire magic missile. Okay, it's level one.
2: <coughs> yes. All right, mark that bad boy off there. Okay, roll me, roll me in our con check just to see how well it does.
4: It's 17 plus 8.
2: Okay. It's so 25. Really well. So you sink more magic missiles into its face. It keeps getting knocked back farther and farther, and it's sort of of the opinion that... It's not enjoying itself right now. So now it's Jim's turn.
3: So you know how in modern seafaring vessels, they have water cannons on the side of the ship that are used to repel pirates? Jim produces the decanter of endless water. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Points it at the Kraken and says, gallon. Gallon? Gallon. Gallon, or geyser, I'm sorry. I was going to
2: say, a, a gallon, gallon of water dumps out onto the lake.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, you say geyser. Geyser. And as you do, it begins projecting a geyser burst of water behind you. So, have you braced yourself up against anything? Yes, okay. against the deck. Okay. So, you grab a hold of the decanter and you say geyser and it propels a giant stream of water shooting back like a rocket. So is your aim to hit the kraken? Yes. Okay.
3: So according to this, it has to make a strength saving throw or fall prone, which I don't know what that would mean in the water. Yeah, it's kind of in the water. Yeah. So I'll roll a d20. It's a three. Okay oh The reason
2: I wanted to have you aim is it's pretty far away from you. Okay. And how far does this thing shoot? It shoots 30 feet 30, long. 30 feet long. So it's kind of wow. at the edge of that. Okay. So it's sort of hard to hit from this angle. Now, it's huge, obviously, but you're also moving on a boat and all that. So your aim isn't that great. However, rather than noticing whether or not it hits the crack, and one thing that you do notice is that as you've got yourself sort of braced up against something on the boat... Once you fire this thing off, it, it is sort of having a secondary effect of boosting the ship forward a little bit. Not so much because you, you slide a little because you weren't really trying to do that, but you do notice that it is pushing the ship forward just to, just incrementally. Okay. Okay, now it is Cervance's turn. Cervance does notice that Jim's decanter has pushed the boat just a little bit forward.
0: Wow, that's working. <laughs> I run up to Jim. Mm-hmm. Jim, Jim, that's totally working. Get, let me see that real quick.
3: Yeah, here, look at it. Do the thing.
0: I want to firmly tie it to my pike. Okay. And stick it close to the water.
2: I see. Okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, I'll say that you can do that. You guys have got some rope on hand. You quickly tie it to your pike firm it. It's even got that hook, so it makes it easier... And you want to kind of reach it down in the water and say the magic word? Or have Jim say the magic word? Yeah. All right. You do that. Let's see what happens. Okay. I just rolled a natural 20. Oh, um, my oh god! Yes. It's incredibly yes. effective. So <laughs> Jim says geyser. Geyser. And as he does so, it unleashes a burst of water. And as this happens, the front of the boat kind of kicks up a little bit. <laughs> As you all oh like <laughs> speedboat your way across this placid lake. It turned
0: into a motorboat. And Wolfbane
2: um, is the best You move double speed this turn That thing pushes oh 30 gosh. feet back Plus you're moving regular I mean you all are sort of leaving this Now that you're noticing slightly slower Undead version of a Kraken behind you As you all essentially skid across the water <laughs> uh, Burning forward And you've been, you've been moving forward for a bit And now As it's the Kraken's turn With this water kicking up behind you guys with everything going on, with the damage that it's taken, you are watching it, it's chasing towards you, it's chasing towards you, and as you all are speeding forward, you see it slow down, come to a stop, let out a sort of gurgling yell, flail some of its tentacles around, and sink back into the water.
1: Yeah! We did we it! did it!
2: And you can see that you are speeding toward yeah. land.
1: Yeah! Oh crap, how do we slow this thing down. Make sure you, you
0: turn that thing
4: <laughs> down before we get there.
1: <laughs> I pull it out of the water and it just starts
0: like spraying everywhere. It's just spraying water. Over. <laughs> yeah, it, spraying. Water
2: over. yeah it, it doesn't like drive you into the into anything dangerous or anything. It pushes you all forward and a couple of few seconds later really you you skid up onto the land.
1: That was awesome. Uh, we made it. We did it. We did it.
4: Do I it, see a staircase?
1: can't believe that actually worked that was impressive can they crawl out of the water oh crap can they
2: Uh, can they crawl out of the water i don't i don't think so
1: maybe we should
4: just hurry i think get out I of here i think
0: they can let's keep uh, moving let's just uh, not stay here and find out if they can okay. i go oh, and i pick up
3: the boat
2: you all hop down off the boat kellen says the word the boat is turned into a box he puts it in his pocket and you all quickly begin to make your way forward Do you notice before you, as soon as you turn, really, not far, you see up ahead of you the wall to this place. Those of you that have dark vision and guys doing that thing where he's moving the light around again. He's making its way along the wall. And you see far up ahead a great staircase leading to the left and to the right in an alternating fashion, going up the side of the wall on the far end. Before this staircase is an opening wreathed by a high arch it's skillfully carved into the stone. And on the arch are a number of words in runes, but they're very hard to make out from where you guys are. And you're walking forward, approaching, getting closer, going to check it out. And as you do, you, you see something else. Oh, boy. You see at the bottom of the staircase, before this archway, there's something blocking entry. And it is a great high-backed chair carved from an obsidian stone. Uh Uh-huh. What? Seated on this chair is a short figure. On his head sits a crown of cold iron marked with the anvil of derveder in mithril silver. His long white hair is braided on either side of the crown, and his long full beard is tied together and clasped with a ring, bringing the bottom part of his beard together in a clean bunch around his feet. He's dressed in black plate armor, the color of darkness, and on his chest rests the same silver emblem. His head is tilted downward and to the left as if he's knotted off.
4: What do you do? I cast magic missile. <laughs> you cast Just magic kidding. missile? Are you serious? No, 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 no. What do, um, you do? Is, Can I see the stairs behind him? Yes. And it's like an open spiral staircase.
2: It's not spiral. It leads to the up to the left and then up to the right and then up to the left and then up to the right. There's an archway that leads to it and it's behind him.
4: Um, Lark's gonna keep his wand out, and, uh, Sir, Sir Vance? Who is that?
3: It's Devetter.
0: That's what I was thinking.
4: I am afraid of the same. Um, you're the paladin. Care to
0: use Divine Sense?
4: <laughs> yes. Care to, care to go forward? I'm gonna use
2: Divine Sense and move forward. Okay, he's probably about 100 feet away from you guys, but you move forward, get within that 60-foot range... And you cast Divine Sense. And when you do, you do notice something.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. For the second time.
2: You recognize the location of another undead being.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: Is it this guy? And as soon as you're sort of pinged with that notice of the feeling of something undead, the dwarven figure shuffles on his seat. He looks up with pale white eyes, to the six of you standing there, and he says, What fools hath crossed the Lake of the Lost? And why hast thou disturbed my slumber? And that's where we're going to end this episode.
4: Oh, but I want to. What? It's oh not better. Why is there a zombie dwarf going to kill us? Ah...
3: <sighs> Oh Lazarus, well, all these undead here now. I guess we'll have to wait a whole week to see what happens. Thank you all for
2: listening. This has been Make Believe Heroes. We hope that you've enjoyed it. If you have, you should let us know by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or sending us an email to letters at makebelieveheroes.com. Or follow us on Twitter at mbh podcast And give us a holler out on there. Let us know if you're enjoying the show. Holla. Pretty soon we're going to be ending this season. When we do, we are going to be doing a and a type looking back at the first season episode. So if you'd like to submit a question for that, you can just click the link in the show notes. And there is a Google form for you to fill out to submit a question. If you want to go ahead and submit one now, we've already had a few come in. You ask the Q's and we'll give the A's. Exactly. If you want to submit a question, you can go ahead and do so now on the Google form. And if you have more questions later, say, after the finale airs, feel free to submit another one later. Ask anything you'd like about podcasting, Dungeons & Dragons, the world of Monumi, our characters, you know, our favorite colors, just whatever. Anything you'd like. Before we go, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. We often give a shout-out to BattleBards.com on the show for all of their great tabletop sound effects and music. You know, ones like this... ...and these...
0: ...and
2: some of this right here... ...you know the ones. If you're interested in using some of these crazy sound effects... ...or some of the beautiful music that BattleBards can provide for your game... You should go right now to BattleBards.com. They've begun a subscription service called BattleBards Prime, which gives you access to hundreds of tracks that are incredible for your table. In fact, if you go right now and use the coupon code MBHPODCAST, you can get 15% off your BattleBards Prime subscription. So go right now and use the code MBHPODCAST to start using fantastic audio today with 15% off. And it'll also help us out. We promise you won't be disappointed. For now, uh, thank you for listening. We love you. See you next week.
0: We love you. Peace out. Bye. Bye.